we may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 46, the show that strives to bring some much-needed lighthearted discussion to your ears. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time, or whatever the case may be. My name is Allie, the one who finally, finally beat normal Anduin because my team decided to skip it and we finally did it and I'm joined by the one who is epic and going to get AOTC far before me it's Jin hello yep hello speaking of Anduin we were progressing on uh, Mr. Anduin last night and it was uh the most heartbreaking heroic Anduin um yeah it was it was it was sad it was really sad Literal 0% wipe. 0% oh, wipe on the road. Was it like one of those cases where like he had some spells queued up and he had to finish those first? Oh, no. Or was it just... No, this was, this was perhaps one of the most... Could have been like, we are raiding with mythic tier level god tanks because for the last, and I'm not kidding, 10% of his health, it was like... Just the two tanks and a freaking ret paladin that was going like, we're <laughs> keep my app. <laughs> like, yeah, just the two tanks and they freaking whittled down over like seven or eight minutes. It felt like, <laughs> and we're like, I'm like, I don't know why they're wasting their time. They're not gonna get this. Oh my god, they're gonna. Oh my god, and yeah, zero. Like literally, like one more death strike, and oh, and it hurts. <laughs> Oh, that hurts so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That, oof. So, so. oof that's, pa- that's painful. It's so painful. It just means, you know, next, next week, I guess. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get an upgrade here or there. Let's see what happens. Well, what else have you been up to? Oh, what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that is. I, I, oh, yeah. I was about to say, like, You naturally segue into that, and I was letting it happen. Now you're all like, you know. Like, it's not my turn. It's your turn. Messing it it's, up. No, it, it no. is my turn. No, it's yours. You did these notes. I go first. That's yeah, how this works. It's, all, it's a whole thing. It is a this, thing. This we have a we pattern. Do. We have a pattern that we must follow. I'm going to stick to the pattern. Stick to the pattern, Jen. This is what happens. Okay. <laughs> um, so, hey, everybody. If you can hear it, I was like, Jen, what's the quiet voice? A little scratchy. Why does it sound a little? It's actually not that off right now. Um, but it it's is. Because I got the Rona. Yeah, I did. So, we're actually recording on a different night because I was feeling like absolute crap. And this week decided to kick us both in the teeth because this is the yep. week from, you know, from hell. And yeah, so that's why I said we were, we were um, you know, progressing on Anduin last night. We were, right? And you're like, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. Why was it last night? Because it's, fr- it's Friday right now. Because <laughs> it was last night. It's Friday. It's Friday. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I got that. Uh, luckily, hey, make sure you're vaccinated. Get your boosters, everybody, because I was over it pretty freaking quick. I'm just, you know, still quarantining out of my house. Um, that's the good news. 
bad news is everyone in this household has it, and we have an extra member in this household because, hey, we also did this fun little thing. <laughs> this fun little thing yeah. where we had a little Patreon <laughs> bonus episode, and and, and my brother-in-law, <laughs> Mr. And Dr. Tenmans himself, came over and... Let's just say a dude with coronavirus was cutting up donuts and setting them on his plate, and he was eating them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a lot of fun, but we just, yeah. we, di- we didn't know these things. No, I, I didn't have any symptoms at the time. None whatsoever. Yeah, I, you, I, you were perfectly fine. So that's when you told me on, I think just the next day, right? On Sunday, you told me. I was like, yeah. wait, what? How is this a thing? Well, it was Saturday night where I was thinking, hmm, hmm this, is, this is odd, because normally I'm the kind of person... I am frequently hot. Like, I hate being hot. It sucks. And speaking of I hate being hot, that was the only advantage, only advantage of this whole coronavirus thing is, well, one of the symptoms is I had the chills. Real bad chills. I was like, oh, God, it's so cold. Hated it. Hated, freaking hated that so much. But, hey, it was like over 100 degrees a couple days this week. <laughs> right. Didn't phase me. <laughs> I was wearing a sweater, so... There you go. That was the only, wow. only silver lining wow. where I was. Uh, I was. I was sitting outside on the in, on the porch wearing a sweater, and it was probably like eighty five. And I'm like, this feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, that's there you go. That's life from having coronavirus. But yeah, it's this super mild case, and I'm very happy that very mild. And uh, I was able to technically quote unquote go back to work. Only, I only missed one day because, you know, I work from home. So, yeah. So, good, good there. Ha- happy with that. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's about it. <laughs> I didn't really do yeah. anything else. I mean, COVID kind of makes you tired. Yeah, so. yeah. The first day I went back to work, I will admit, uh, at the end of the day, I was kind of feeling like, I don't think I should work today. I was... <laughs> I was so freaking exhausted by the end of the day. Was that, that was Tuesday, right? Yeah, that was Tuesday. I was yeah. I was done by the end of the day. Because <laughs> like, earlier in the day, I was texting. I was like, yes, yeah, if, if, it'll be fine. I'll just take a nap after work. Everything's fine. And then <laughs> later on in the day, he's like, between that and other things, we're, we're, we're with like, maybe we just, maybe we don't record tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, you were done. Yeah. As a matter of fact, even at the, my last conference call, work meeting, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Uh, someone was like, anyone else have any other questions? I even spoke up. I was like, dear God, no, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, they knew I was, uh, I was a little tired. I was getting a little snippy. <laughs> it, was, it was about six o'clock at the time. I was like, nope, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this crap up, everybody. I, I gotta go to sleepies. I gotta go night night. So, yeah, well, that's, that's where I was at. But anyway... How was your week there, uh, Allie? Hmm? Well, in-game, we'll talk about in-game. I had quite the eventful week for rating. Just, we'll talk about this past week. Honestly, at this point, I can't remember last week. It's fine. Nothing eventful happened, apparently. But this week, <laughs> on Wednesday, we finally, finally got our first heroic Zymox kill. Nice. And it, kind of a, a similar situation to your Anduin. At the end, there were three people alive. My tank, Seraphis, uh, my buddy, my buddy Stonegrasp uh, on his DK. And then me, because I potted like a proper Night Fae and then came back to life. And so I was able to heal them back up. 
and we got the kill. I was trying to throw as much DPS as I can and heal them and dodge all the things. And I think a split second more and we would have wiped, but we got it. It's awesome. All right. That felt well, congrats. That's, that does feel. Thank you. That was a, that was a, that was good. That was, a, that was one of those rough ones. Definitely a rough one. It is a rough one. And we, our particular group has been struggling and there's been a lot of tense issues here and there off and on because of life. But it felt good to get that done. Got some pools in on Lahuvium. We don't quite have the DPS at the moment with that. And then Thursday, we were missing... Well, we started off the night missing a couple of our key DPS. And so we decided instead to go back to normal and get one of our tanks um, some gear. because She's going to switch to her monk just to help with uh, some utility stuff. And we knew we weren't going to be able to progress on those progression bosses with our DPS. And that ended up working because that's when we finally got our normal Anduin kill. I finally got my best in slot ring from Anduin at a 252 instead of LFR gear. And we beat Pantheon? Whoever drops the LG trinket, I can't think right now. Whoever drops it, we beat them. And I finally, after this entire expansion, not expansion, tier, tier, I finally got the LG trinket been waiting forever for it so it ended up being a good night and good raid week honestly which was lovely good good i got some gear it was good fantastic yeah. I, oh. I i hear people talk about that elegy trinket i don't have it so i don't know what they're talking about oh oh it's lovely it's lovely and i mean granted it's just normal lahuvium but i solo healed normal lahuvium with a pretty sizable group i think we had 15 people 14 people it was our other tank our other tank uh died early on when his brother showed up to pick up his puppy from said healer and um so he he died early on because of an unexpected visit (laughs) and so i was just scrambling to heal the entire fight and i did it and we beat it and my my uh, my logs for that fight look phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Every single time anyone says, I did it. Always reminds me of Kevin. I kept a secret. I kept a secret <laughs> so good. Oh yeah, that that's you pretty much how know. that one went. Yeah. You didn't know. You didn't freaking know. I did it. <laughs> I did. <Whoa. laughs> Kevin gets it. It's hard work, man. It's hard it work. is hard work. It is hard work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really about all I got to say right now. So why don't we move on to what we're drinking? Okay, well, I will not tell you that I, since you told me that since we're recording on Friday, I will not tell you what's happening in the Avalanche game. Yep, that's what's happening. Don't tell happen. me. I'm not telling you. Why are you even bringing it up? Oh it's my funny. God. So right, be, right, right before we started recording, because it's it is th- third period. We are down. This is game six. Like if we win, we're moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Big deal. Big deal. We haven't been in the Western Conference Finals in 20 years. I'm very excited and very nervous. And so I knew I was going to try to be checking the score this entire time so i literally threw my phone onto the papa's on behind me <laughs> just so i won't check the score because i'm the one leading the show this week oh well, I'm, I'm not leading the show you want to you know the score right now do you want to know the score maybe yes it's tied okay okay <laughs> i could take that considering when we started the show we were behind like i'll take it tied. Worked, we're getting yeah, there yeah, all right yeah, all right, all right yeah. don't bring it up again or i will go insane <laughs> anyways um <laughs> I figured this is a good point to do it. 
Uh, okay, we why did this week have to be this way? Anyways, um, <laughs> hey, so I'm drinking. I had this great idea to do a Sierra Nevada drink because that's a brewery I knew, you know, Jen should be able to get beer from and stuff. And so I chose Wild Little Thing, which is a slightly sour ale. Just slightly sour, just slightly sour. But I thought it was kind of fitting because it's a wild little thing. And, you know, people kind of forget how young Rathion actually is, especially in terms of dragon years. And it's also fun to be a little wild. And I wanted to know about this whole slightly sour thing. So I wanted to try it. And that's what I'm doing. And then Jin got COVID and was smart and decided he's not going to drink any alcohol. That's true. No, I, on the other hand, I decided to kind of match your can. It's so pink. It is so pink. <laughs> no, I have the Baya Energy Raspberry Lime by Starbucks. I don't... It's flavored with other natural flavors with antioxidant vitamin C for immune support. Hey, there we go. Uh, well, that's why I'm drinking it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because it is apparently a sparkling energy drink. And you're like, Jen, don't you guys kind of really, you know, record kind of late? Yeah, I got to edit this one. Get it out for the patrons. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure I'm if it's not this. out, like, if, if if you don't get done, like, right away, yeah, I, I like the patrons will understand. Because COVID... COVID's a thing. They'll understand. I'm sure they'll understand, but then they'll be super grateful when they'll be like, man, Jin's such a trooper. He got me my episode early and everything. Look at that. He's so nice. Boom. There you go. You're welcome, patrons. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Your face just now. Oh, that was great. <laughs> um, so I have to ask you, is it slightly sour? It is. It's raspberry so, I mean, and nice, lime. Like, so that's how we're matching. We're both slightly sour. <laughs> it's a little bit of sour. It's mostly sweet from the raspberry, which is funny because raspberries are actually kind of sour. So right. a little bit of lime in there, though. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. Slightly sour. Yeah. 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 And I'll probably try that wild little thing as soon as I feel up to it. <laughs> if we have to have it next episode or something, it's, it's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I don't know. I'll come up with something because I already know what I'm talking about next week. We're talking about yes, you do. Another dragon. I already got the like, yeah. part of the notes done. I noticed that. I was like, wow, he's he's uh he's on it. Well, I, technically, I put some jokes in there because there's really some, there's some great jokes. I, just, you know, <laughs> I didn't actually do the notes yet. It's <laughs> just they're okay. jokes. All right. <laughs> I, I was hey, like, there's nothing wrong. With I was that. thinking of funny crap, and I had to throw them in there. Let's just say <laughs> all my intro lines are song related next week. So get ready. <laughs> oh my. Are you gonna are you gonna serenade us or are you sing it? No, no, no. They're just Aww, they're just come on. They're just they're, they're song related. Not I'm not gonna be like. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint <laughs> as to what we might be talking about next time based on the song. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, right? Mm, what could I be yeah. talking about? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe somebody with the name of Martin Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's what we're talking about next week. Yeah, maybe we know what we're talking about this week. It's Rathion. Hey, Rathion. Anyway, that's what we're doing. Before we get to that, though, we we got a a Patreon thing to get to. That's all you, buddy. Yeah, well, I already blew the patrons a kiss, so I'll totally do this. (laughs) (laughs) It just, hey there, everybody. And all you beautiful, beautiful patrons, 
Yep. You like supporting shows to talk about the hobbies and interests that you're also into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah, you can be like, pick and choose, do whatever you want. Anyway, well, I'm just saying, uh, maybe you want to pick us. That's what. That's kind of what this whole pitch is for. Because do you ever find yourself talking back to these two ragamuffin hosts talking out loud <laughs> when you're listening to the car or riding on a train or riding a horse or a Segway or... <laughs> Skateboard or one of those weird one wheels. <laughs> if you have answered yes to any of these questions or like, what's a one wheel? Check it out. They're actually kind of cool looking. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of the show. You can keep this show and Jen's COVID rattled brain going. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's keep this show going before we both break. Uh, ABK stuff. Hey, guess what? We've been talking about how the QA team from Raven Raven Studio people over there had had a vote for their union, and they won. Just super exciting. It was a mail-in ballot. It turned in 19 votes for yes and three votes for no. And yes, those numbers are low because it was only the QA team, not the whole Raven Studio. ABK wanted it to be the whole Raven studio, assuming that it would, you know, be turned down. The union vote would fail, but it was just the QA people. So, uh, however, both sides have until May 31st, which at the time of this recording is in just a couple days to actually, it's the day this comes out. Yeah. The, the comes yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers are hard. Right. So they have time to file an objection. So, uh, I don't, I don't know why. The QA people would file an objective objection. So it's kind of a, uh, you know, ABK. Maybe those so three ABK folks res- will, that voted no, maybe those three will vote, will file an objection. I don't know. I think they could. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the ABK response to this is from spokeswoman Jessica Taylor. And she says, we respect and believe in the right of all employees to decide whether or not to support or vote for a union. We believe that an important decision that will impact the entire Raven studio, software studio of roughly 350 people should not be made by 19 of Raven employees. We're committed to doing what's best for the studio and our employees. And again, I say, if you were committed to that, this wouldn't be an issue in the first place. Okay, thanks. Bye. I agree. I'm just going to keep saying that. Yeah. And I like how they're just assuming that if the entire studio voted, that it would fail. I don't know. They're union busting butts, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Who knows? So do you think now if if it's um, if it's both sides being the QA people and ABK or is it both sides for the people who voted between yes and no who can file an objection? I th- I honestly don't know now that I think about it, but I believe it is anyone on either side. Um, like, I believe it is, you know, ABK management. And it also okay. could be, um, you know, those that are voting on the, the union. Right. Right. So do we think that ABK will object? Or are they going to let it certainly. happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that they will almost certainly object. Yeah. Because that's that's what they're probably doing. that's what they do. That's what they do. I just I think it's ridiculous and I don't know how they can object at this point, but I think you're right. It's well just a matter of time. Yeah. Um I don't know how 
successful their objection is going to be. Especially considering that the, the National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, has already basically said, we disagree. <laughs> and Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, so I'm fairly certain that this will move forward and they will actually kind of uh, have to, you know, get along with the fact that, hey, you're going to have to talk with all... What, 19 plus 3, so 22 people, and then whoever their union head's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be a little collective bargaining going on. So you guys are going to have to deal with them. Or they can basically legally say, all right, well, you suck. We're not uh, going to test your stupid game anymore because, seriously, how many Call of Duties are you guys going to make? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on. Come on. It's <laughs> true. So... Uh, we also have got some other news. We found out recently, as in just a few days ago, so maybe, it's, maybe it's a good thing we waited for this, I don't know, but that there's a group of 12 ABK employees who have formed an anti-discrimination committee in order to fight against sex and gender discrimination. Because they believe that ABK hasn't done enough to make you know, that solid, significant, long-lasting change. And they want to continue to put that pressure on ABK while the fire is still burning. They're basically trying to feed the fire and keep it going, you know? And that makes sense, because I think at this point, there is a threat of, you know, that fire to force ABK to improve for that to dwindle and start to fade away at this point, because, you know, one of the lawsuits has finished, and, you know, ABK is still trying to get DFEH to stop theirs, and so... Basically, these employers are standing up and continuing to call them out and continuing to try to improve the workplace. So, da, 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 lost my place in the notes. They submitted a list of demands to Kodak, the new diversity officer, Kristen Hines, and the chief human resources officer, Julie Hodges. And the whole document was four pages long. Obviously not great at all. But include things such as workers being able to actually meet with the equal employment opportunity coordinators on diversity and inclusion initiatives, the ones that were recently assigned to them per, you know, some of the lawsuit stuff going on. Other things as well include ending undocumented chats with HR, restricting retaliation against employees who file disputes, trans rights and an employee trans network and an end to mandatory arbitration in discrimination cases. Because ABK will sit there and say, but we did waive arbitration. Ha ha ha. Yeah, if I remember right, that was only for sexual harassment related yeah. things. And great. not discrimination. Not for, you know, everything. Just this one little corner of it. So these employees are basically, you know, wanting more. Which is good. Good on them. I think it is fantastic that they formed this group. And I hope that they just continue to apply the pressure. Me too. I absolutely agree. Now, there's, you know, some of the things we talk about. There's the whole social contract thing. Um, if you listen to one of the recent episodes of Unshocking Fury, Zerker does a fantastic job talking about that. Uh, For Azroth has done a great job talking about that recently as well. And they also have a good talk on the diversity tool that went out from the King employees trying to see if the characters in games are oh, diverse yeah. enough and there's this whole rating scale and it's this whole thing. It has nothing to do with, you know, the the workforce and discrimination, how horrible ABK has been. It's just for the characters. It's a whole thing. We're, we're going to kind of move on. 
go listen to 14 of Fryzroth because they really live and Manny have a great conversation with it. So, yeah, that's a that whole thing. I'll just say that kind of went over like a like a Led Zeppelin. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> went over like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah, what? exactly. You know, I mean, that's that's actually how Led Zeppelin got their name is, you know, that you guys are going to like uh you're gonna take off like a lead, like a zeppelin, you know, the airship, yeah, yeah, made of lead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where my mind went. Hey, what happens? So you know, COVID gin brain is very entertaining. All uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. You should have heard me when I was testing my mic levels. I was singing "99 Red Balloons" too. So just whatever things are happening here. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just gotta have some fun. That's yep. all. Mm-hmm. Just, just gotta have some fun. Sometimes you just gotta hey. laugh. It's true. It's true. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to our main topic so we can laugh some more. Uh, okay. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you talking about? Well, I mentioned in passing earlier with the drink choice, uh, Rathion. So hey, guess what? We're gonna talk about Rathion. Dragon. Good times. It's good times. Yes, we're continuing our dragon journey this episode with a look at Rathion. Some people like him, some hate him, some want to punch him, some want to do other things with him, as well as hey. a few remaining members of the Black Dragon Flight. Then we have to say he's five. Oh, okay. He's, no, he's seven now. He's seven oh, he's now. Dude. seven. Oh, wait, look at that. <laughs> I just remember when the updated model of him came out in BFA, just some people kind of melted a little bit. And it was kind of funny <laughs> hearing their reaction <laughs> or seeing their reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as one of the few remaining members of the Black Dragon fight, fight, flight, flight, he will definitely be making an appearance in the Dragon Flight expansion. While we have spent a good amount of time with him in BFA, as well as, you know, back in Pandaria, not everyone knows his origins and for some people, like, it's been a while. You've slept since then. Maybe need a little refresher, that kind of thing. Others just know him as the guy that Anduin punched. So we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of chat about Rathion while we get hyped for Dragonflight. What is this face you're making? There's five seconds left in the period, and they just scored again. They're up. The avalanche is going to win. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 oh... I don't know. I just that was it was very exciting because I saw five seconds left and it just went whoop three. Like you, oh, <laughs> that's good. Like your face. So he made this face back when I accidentally said dragon fight instead of dragon flight, and so I thought he was making fun of me, and so I just moved on, you know, trying to be professional. And I look back at him; he's making this face still. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like Jim. What is going on? And where's Andy? And what is going on? <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'm so glad that makes me happy. Yeah. I really need this. I have to go back later and watch the entire game. Anyways, let's get to this episode so I can do that. Final hey! three to two. <laughs> Western Conference. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That feels good. Okay. Feels good, man. Toasty, if you're listening to this, I love you and I'm sorry. But go laughs. <laughs> oh yeah, because it was the blues. Okay, back to your regularly <laughs> scheduled 
uh, podcast. That was Jen's fault, everyone. Just for yeah, the record. That was Jen's fault. Was just... I threw my phone over the other side of the room I for a reason. I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> if it was bad news. It was, it was fun podcasting since it was good news. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> Anyways, when you go to talk about a new character, you want to start at the beginning. You know, for a dragon, that's when they're an egg. It's just eggy times. It's fine. <laughs> now, before we get into it, <laughs> that's why I put the show notes. I don't know. Um, which was back in Kata, for those who don't know. Um, before we start, Jin, what do you know? What do you remember about his origins? Ooh, I know all about this because, okay. Story time with Jin. Here we go. Oh, oh, boy. Okay, oh, boy. Okay. So, Brick. Uh, in Wrath of the Lich King, your old boy Jin here was addicted to like crap to this game. Okay, okay, just getting that out there. Pre-patch Cataclysm comes out means that the world revamp came out. Woo! World revamp came out. We can fly now and all that kind of stuff. Blah. All right. What also was brought with it was dwarven shamans. Dwarven shamans. I was super True. hyped. Super hyped. I was a little sad that the freaking boop boop the, the little little totems. They weren't kegs. I wanted them to be kegs. If Those, were, oh yeah, they yeah. should have been kegs. I mean, okay, yeah. at least the at least the Pandaren got their keg totems, but I still feel like it should have been the dwarves. Anywho, so I went and leveled myself. Went and leveled myself a shaman. So this is how I know. Okay, so one <laughs> of the one of the areas I leveled through was the Badlands. The Badlands. Uh-huh. The Badlands. Well, you help out. A little, a little little, red dragon, which you don't know is a red dragon. You help out a goblin. Helping out a goblin that goes by the name of Rhea. She's like, hey, bro, uh, did you know black dragons are bad? And we're like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're real messed up. They're like, well, they weren't always that way. And we're like, oh, really? Really? Well, don't tell me more. And they're like, well, apparently when a squiddy old gaddy thing messes with your head, uh, I guess it corrupts your whole flight and you all go nuts. Wonder if we could rip that badness out of them. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to do some bad stuff in the process. And we're like, what do you mean we're going to do some bad stuff? Well, we captured a um, a black brood mother. Mm-hmm. And we're going to force her to lay a bunch of eggs. That's not nice. But we're going to do it. Uh, and then we're going to use this whole Titan thing that we found. It's like a, it's like a bloop, 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 bloop. A, th- a thing. Okay. It's a thing. And we're gonna we're gonna zap the crap out of this uh, this here uh, dragon egg, and uh, see if we can make it good again, right? And then you run your little Titan protocols, and it's all like Titan protocol. Burr, burr, corruption has been purged. Blur 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 blur. Hey, that's Rathian. Did you know that's Rathian? So basically, that's what happened. Sad story though. Raya, Raya didn't make it all. She didn't, she didn't make it because the end of this little quest line after you uh, cleanse the egg and all this kind of stuff. Da, 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 da. You go and there's actually like a very early, early like Kata style cutscene where basically uh, Deathwing's like, What you messing with my eggs for? He <laughs> <laughs> burns the crap out of Rhea. Uh, and that's that wasn't good. And it's really sad. Uh, but then, but then uh, we find out that, oh, Rhea, she was thinking ahead. She was thinking ahead. She was. Which is good, because you get a trinket, you get a trinket at the end of this, and I still have it because it's, it was one of those like touching moments. I actually still have this freaking trinket at the end of this quest, which is Rhea's last egg, or it's like Rhea Straza because you find out she's a red dragon. 
Bran Strauss is last egg, and she had swift away and sent off the 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 actual uh, cleansed egg off to wherever the red dragons are, the Twilight Highlands or something, uh, you know, with the red dragons. <laughs> and they're like, hey, keep this safe, keeping this important. We're doing some magic stuff. Um, but we're going to get into this a little bit later, but this is around the time when old Ravenhold said, ooh, a fancy egg, huh? Perhaps the old rogues from Ravenhold would like to get their hands on a fancy egg. Because apparently Baratheon was talking to him from the egg. Because that's the thing. I just picture like a Fabergé egg now. <laughs> like on the mantle, Ravenhold Manor over there. That's, I can see it. I can see it. That was kind of your tone. That just made me think of a Fabergé egg on him. Flynn's <laughs> probably going like, ooh, this is, this is beautiful. <laughs> he would. He would. Your, your, your memory is far better than mine. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh, I don't remember crap about the, any other of the quest lines uh, for some reason in Just thought Cataclysm. that one stuck with you? Well, there's a couple in Cataclysm that I remember. Well, yeah. There's the one where the, the three guys are telling stories. There's like, a, a, I think, an orc, a dwarf, and a... So, I don't know, where they're talking about punching Deathwing in the chin and stuff like that. That's a kind of funny one. Right. So, that I remember fine. that one. Uh, there's the one with the fake trees up in Red Ridge. I kind of remember that one. Was vaguely fun. remember yeah, that I vaguely one. Remember that one. Uh, I don't know. Just anything visual pops yeah. out at me usually. I gotcha. And I think what it was yeah. mostly was that little cutscene with when Deathwing came and stuck his freaking face in there and was like, "What you doing, my apes?" <laughs> he burned it. So <laughs> and also Yorathian, he's, a, he's an important totally character. I forgot about that. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 uh, there you go. Anyway, I did that quest slide on my shaman, and there you go. That's how I remember it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. All the old shaman. Yep, yep. Old shaman. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give some more Context. detail to that, <laughs> but no, like I'm really glad because like honestly, a lot of these quests from early back in the day, I I don't remember. So I'm I'm really glad that you you had that because that was cool. Yeah. So his mom, her name was Nixandra, if I'm saying that right. That was the brood mother and she, they tied up. Right. Yes, she was. So because she was actually one of the daughters of Deathwing. Obviously not as popular as Anixia, because I never remember her name. Uh, but that also means, you know, Deathwing's Rathion's grandpa. But, you know, everyone calls him Dax. He's one of the, you know, he's the head of the, the flight. That's how dragons are, because dragons. So Nixandra was actually captured by a red dragon, as Jen said, by name of... How do you say that? Well, I usually Re just call her Rhea. Rhea. I believe it's Rhea Straza. Rhea Straza. And Rhea was her goblin name. And her goal, as he said, was to actually purify the black dragon flight and do experimental things to their eggs and whatnot. So she captured Nixandra, forced her to lay eggs Told you. for these experimental purposes. Shady. Yeah, yeah. And their hope was to get Nixandra to lay an lay an uncorrupted black egg. And sure, they had good intentions to free the black dragonflight from corruption and return them to their original charge of being earth warders. It's good stuff. But the fact that remains that the red dragonflight held Nixandra against her will, forced her to lay eggs. Then those eggs were taken away from her before she can even see them hatch. There's actually a quest where players take three eggs, being told to beat Nixandra into submission in order to get them. I understand, again, Red Dragonflight's intentions, but that kind of got 
a little twisted there for a bit. Yeah, I remember that quest too. I was like, it's a black dragon, I'll beat it up. And then I'm like, this is kind of messed up. <laughs> right? Like, sure, okay, black dragon, there's a chance what that was that maybe she was also corrupted, but I, we don't know that. We don't know much about her beyond this info. So it's just, you know, it's just, it gets a little dark is all. It's fine. So they used an ancient Titan device and was able to create that purified black dragon egg. Of course, the black dragonflight's agents, or, you know, Deathwing's agents, wanted the egg to be destroyed. So the red dragonflight hit it, as Jim mentioned. But then again, some of the Ravenholt rogue types stole the egg. And it was actually under their care that Rathion actually hatched and actually quickly gained a position of power within their ranks, which was funny. So this was discovered by rogue players on their legendary quest line. And the red dragonflight sends the rogue to go get the egg. But they discover that the egg has hatched, and then we get this conversation. Yeah. That's right, mortal. The prize you seek no longer sleeps within a shell. Here I am. In the flesh. I'm not some trophy for a red dragon's mantelpiece, and I'm never going back. Don't look so surprised. We dragons are conscious, even within our shells. As I grew, I could hear the plotting and scheming. I was to be born a prisoner. But I'm one of a kind. A black dragon raised free from the taint of my father's corruption. And that's how I intend to stay free. Somehow, you managed to elude all of my guards. You slipped in here like a ghost. That makes you valuable to me. Let's talk. Your Highness, we caught this beast snooping around the caves just outside the compound. I'm not afraid of you! Wait, who, who are you? You don't recognize your former prisoner? Shall we execute him, my prince? No. I want him to deliver a message to the Red Dragonflight. Tell them that I am free of my father's madness, and I will be free of them as well. I am to be left alone. This will be my first and only warning. But... but Deathwing's minions may have you killed. Deathwing's minions should be afraid of me. Get him out of here. And Farad? Yes, sir. Break his legs. (laughs) Now then, my new friend. We have much to talk about. As you know, black dragons frequently disguise themselves as humanoids in order to tamper with mortal affairs. While the house of my mad father collapses around him, the few remaining black dragons have gone into hiding. But I can still sense them. My cowardly brothers and sisters will cause untold suffering if we allow them to 
stay in the shadows. Moreover, they are a threat to me. That is where you come in. Help us to slay them all, and I will reward you handsomely. So that was kind of long, but I felt like it was worth a hearing some of his, you know, disdain towards Red Dragonflight. B, hearing his charge of wanting the rest of the Black Dragonflight assassinated and see that whole interchange with breaking the dude's legs and seeing some of his um, personality and stuff. That was just worth kind of reviewing it. Yeah. Now, have you actually played through the uh, rogue legendary quest line to, uh, to get your daggers? Because I know you, uh, Aliandris is a rogue. I know. I don't think I ever did. Because I think once... Once Kata dropped at that point, because I was starting to raid and they needed me to heal. So I started maining my healer more and turned her into a worgen and I got focused on her. So I think to this day, I have not done that. Okay, well, unfortunately, I have ran through the uh, quest. Line. I never actually finished them because I got to the point where you had to just keep collecting the things out of um, Dragon Soul and blah, blah, blah. So I believe I technically have the quest still on my rogue. I just haven't played him since like mists <laughs> right uh, um, uh so it's actually a ridiculously fun quest line um it's one of those things where you i wish they were still in the game uh somehow to allow you to go through it uh because you basically had to use all your toolkit as a rogue to basically like hitman 47 silent assassin sneak your way in like you know, you got to throw the, the little distracty thing. You got to use that a lot. Uh, you got to use your sip, your little sappy sap. You got to use that a lot as you're sneaking your way, um, you know, through these different areas. Because, you know, can't get caught. Can't get caught. And then I swear to God, when you actually get and find the black dragon, that's that was a pain in the butt of a freaking fight every single time. <laughs> yeah, so not, not easy because, you know, one thing rogues are not exactly known for is their... Uh, uh, you know, self-healing. So, uh, <laughs> true. Day, it was a little, little tough, especially if you're you know, normally a warrior like me, but, uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of fun, especially when, uh, you find out that the whole thing that Rathion is doing is trying to wipe out every single black dragon out there so that he is the last one. Yep. Obviously turns out he wasn't completely successful. Nope. <laughs> and also turns out yeah, he's he's fine not being completely successful because, you know, as we will go down and talk probably a little bit further, he didn't try and kill Ebonhorn when he met him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, some think, you know, he just was having the rest of the Black Dragon fight killed, just assuming they were all corrupted and trying to purge the corruption. Some say it was purely because he wanted the power of being, you know, the head of the Dragon Flight, the, the Black Dragon Flight. Who knows? With Rathion, who knows? Yeah, early Rathion, he was... I mean, he's... He's not a good dude. Let's put it that way. Like, a lot of the stuff that he was trying to do, not good. Not good. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, you kind of look at him and you go like, is this a good guy? Should I be working with this guy? I don't think he's a good guy. <laughs> Pretty sure he's a baddie. <laughs> right. Especially Miss... Speaking uh, yeah, of mists. mists. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Well, yep. So in Mist, Rathion takes on more of a role for all the players, literally both Horde and Alliance. There was a big legendary quest chain, everything. He sits down with us in the Tavern in the Mist, have a drink and a chat. He explains that there is a big bad coming in order to survive. The Horde and Alliance must work together. So he spends time convincing us that he will do what he needs. Again, I repeat what he needs to in order to protect Azeroth. This time he feared the incoming threat was from the Burning Legion. Something I wonder now, granted, I actually took a break from the game towards the Anakata. I didn't come back and miss Pandaria until halfway through mm-hmm. three fourths of the way through something like that I don't remember exactly when in the timeline so I kind of ran through some of this questing and storylines quickly mm-hmm. do we know how he knew that the Burning Legion was coming so he doesn't really divulge where he got his information from but essentially right. yeah he is basically saying uh, so it's like it's like hey we did the Horde and the Alliance need to work together that's not actually how he phrased it. He basically was like, look, when it comes to defending Azeroth, we need a united force. And I am putting all of my backing on the Alliance because I'm an Alliance player. So that's what they said. That's what he said. But if you played the Horde, he said, oh, the Azeroth needs a united force. And I am putting all of my backing on the Horde. He was playing both yeah. sides. He was absolutely, absolutely. Both sides. Yes. His vision, what he wanted, is one of the two factions to rise up and crush the other one into, into dominance. That, that's what he was going after. That's what he wanted. Um, that was his whole goal. All right. So, but when it came to how he knew about the, the Burning Legion, I believe he basically was kind of, you know, quote unquote, reading the tea leaves and he knew that. The Burning Legion is still out there. Like, the best we have done is said, go away. <laughs> right? Because that is actually what we did. Right. Yeah. So he's like, uh, there's a much bigger threat out there. We know what it is. It's Burning Legion. We got to be ready for it. And it's, uh, it's, it's what he was doing. Yep. Yep. And that's why he goes off the deep end at the end of this story and the mess. So we'll, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Rathion does spend a lot of the time in this expansion testing us on where we stand with the opposite faction. And he also has us spend time proving our worth. He basically plays both sides in an attempt to bring the faction together or to, you know, have one side squish the other side. So what were your thoughts on Rathion back in the day throughout the expansion as you were questing? Did you trust him? Did you like him? Did you not know what to think about him? I think back in the day, I didn't really know what to think about him was the best way of putting it. He obviously, you know, <laughs> I was listening to like the lore, uh, lore podcast and things like that back in the day. They were talking about it because, you know, that, that's how, I, honestly, that's how I even knew that he does the whole, I'm putting my backing behind the Alliance. I'm putting my backing behind the Horde kind of thing. Right. I didn't play as a Horde. So I didn't know he did that on the other side. Um, but I was very much kind of like, you know, um, I, pretty early on, like in the patch cycle, I think we probably like what? So Cata would have been four points. So this would have been five points. So it would have been like five point two ish, five point one, probably five point one. Yeah, it would have been five point one with domination point or whatever with the freaking with the when the boats came in. That's when Garrosh right. was doing his whole. I want to find the bell. 
<laughs> I think he sounded like that too. <laughs> that is exactly what Garrosh sounds like. <laughs> oh, <find the> bell. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, uh, and then Anduin got squished, and then Anduin started spending a lot of time with Rathion, and they were talking a lot. They were like, "Hey, man, what's this? Uh, what's this freaking video game or board game that they're playing?" I don't remember. You remember what the what the board game was that they were playing? The Pandaren board game? Uh, nope. I think it's Jiwi. G- it's Jiwi. Sure. And Let's go with that. One of my favorite ones. One of my favorite lines between the two of uh, of the, the two of them was uh, is <laughs> Rathian was like, "Why did you make that move?" And it was like, "This is oh, a Pandaren yeah. board game. The actual objective is for both players to win." And Rathian's like, that's dumb. <laughs> it's like that. I, I vaguely remember that. He's like, that's stupid. It's a bunch of freaking fairy tale wishy wash crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of those like hints that it's like, ah, no, you don't get real life. There are no two winners. No, no, no. There is no win, win, win. There is no turn the poster into a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> well, obviously. Look who I'm talking to, of course. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. when I was playing through it, I didn't really know what to think of Rathian. You could definitely tell that he was, at best, an opportunistic character. Right? He was, yeah. he was very much ends justify the means, and it was very obvious. But at the same time, it's like... it's The reason why we were working with him is like... His ends weren't bad because it's like, yeah, we all kind of knew like right, even around that time, like after coming off from Burning Crusade and things like that, everyone knew like, yeah, we're probably going to have to deal with that again soon. So that's where like, oh, that's what the next expansion is going to be. OK, uh, Burning Legion expansion. Yeah, OK, we'll do that again. Cool, 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 cool. We'll work with you. All right. Give me my cloak. It's a cool cloak. It's got a great prock. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great for AOE, man. Oh man, the numbers were and mists were insane. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you were like raiding at the end of mists. Oh, the DPS nope. DPS was in the millions. Yeah, it was, wow, it was yeah. In the millions. That's why we got our first uh, item squish after mists because <laughs> those numbers yeah. were just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, let's keep going because that's what I remember from that was he was I think the easiest way I could describe it is he's a very Machiavellian character right yeah like I remember thinking I I was intrigued by him I didn't trust him and I felt like he was up to all sorts of shenanigans yeah just in my time with him is kind of how it boils down and Anduin must agree because Anduin actually uh, told the player not to trust him because Anduin did not trust him yeah yeah he definitely said that at least a couple times. Yeah, absolutely. So eventually, Rathion does some investigating into the source of the Mogu power, as well as how they were related to the Titans. Oh, and eventually he sends the player to kill Leishen and returns Leishen's heart to Rathion. Rathion proceeds to eat Leishen's heart in order to absorb its Titan magic. Oh, yeah. This. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Ah. <sighs> The heart of a king. 
The powers of a god. What are you doing? You're not seriously going to eat that. It is filled with titan magic. The very language of creation. Oh, I see them. A million, million worlds glittering in their perfection. But one above all others. Oh, oh we have fallen. We must rebuild the final titan. Do not forget. What are you trying to pull? It... it is gone. I don't remember any of it. Oh, none of them remember. The irony. What are you talking about? I don't trust you. You are wise not to. Champion, I need time to digest what I have learned. But soon, we will take action. So, a couple things about that. I know I had completely forgotten that he ate Leishan's heart. Totally forgot about that. And hearing his reaction to that, and then once he was under, I guess, the influence of the, ma the magic, hearing him talk about having to rebuild the final Titan. Is that Azeroth? Yeah, probably. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, um... I also find it incredibly hilariously ironic that you're like, I totally forgot about that. Because the last words that he says in that little thing is, we must not forget. <laughs> right. I, well, I forgot. Like I said, I kind of rushed through mop, so, and I've slept since then. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not a Titan because I totally forgot. Yep. Yep. So, we got to rebuild like the final Titan. And he's like, He's at the end of the it's like, I must digest it. <laughs> yeah, we have you fallen. Like almost hear that. We must rebuild yeah. the final Titan. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So that was worth listening to. So Rathion has us go to the temples. We work out, work on a legendary cloak. Timeless Isle drops, blah, blah, blah. We get to the Siege of Orgrimmar. As it turns out, Rathion's actually not too happy about the news of the outcome of that raid when we give it to him. Oh, which one? Okay, yeah, a little seizure over It's another one, yeah. 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 You were there. Is it true, then, what happened in Orgrimmar? That fool king. I did everything in my power. The whole world was his. He needed only seize it. Oh, sure, another year of fighting, enormous casualties trying to take Thunder Bluff, but the rest of the Horde would have caved eventually. Tong! Drink! Now! What? Yes, I was backing the Alliance. I thought Hellscream's victory was assured before he turned half of his horde against him. So I changed my allegiance. Oh, don't look so surprised. I'm a black dragon. My loyalties are my own. But that idiot, idiot Rin. Hi, king indeed. Why did he allow another war chief? He could have united the world under the Alliance banner. What a fool I was to trust his ambition. Should have taken over the throne room myself, like Auntie Anixia. Get things done. Enough! Uh, what? Talk, talk, talk. Always you speak. 
Never do you listen. You ignore the lessons of Pandaria. You see, there is balance in all things. Wisdom etched in our very fur. Black and white. Darkness and light. When the last emperor hid our land from the rest of the world, he also preserved the homeland of our ancient enemy, the Mantid. Why did he do this? He did so to keep the land whole. Living with the Mantid for 10,000 years has made us both strong. So it is with your alliance and your horde. They are not strong despite one another. They are strong because of one another. You mistake your greatest strength for weakness. Do you see this? You? You're just a waiter. I promise you this. I will stop at nothing to prepare this world for the battle to come. Next time, I will leave nothing to chance. <laughs> nothing! I love that he turns into a little whelp. <laughs> Just so itty bitty. Oh, he destroyed my inn. He left no tip. He is not nice. It's true. He's not nice. <laughs> it just cracks me up that he's he's being so, you know, forceful and serious and the little whelp sound. And he just flies <laughs> up the little whelp. Even though he's like, nothing! Just a little whelp. Just, yeah. it cracks me up. It's also funny, too, that it's like, <laughs> you know, waiters go over here giving him, like, super great advice and just like, look, man, like, the... The constant struggle, the, the the back and forth between the Horde and the Alliance, it's what makes them so powerful. You're just a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently he's not allowed to know things? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're just a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, good job, Baratheon. Right. Pay right. attention. You hear, you hear some of his elitism in there, too, which is, yeah. uh, I think, worth hearing for sure. Yeah, especially coming from like a one-year-old at the time. Like, I know right. <laughs> I'm so wise. <laughs> right? Goodness. Well, moving on, war crimes. Let us see that there is actually some bonding that happened between Anduin and Rathion. They actually chatted a few times during intermissions of the trial, and Rathion actually admitted that he saw Anduin as a friend and then and proceeded lover. to later knock Anduin out in the name of protecting Azeroth. Because as it turns out, Rathion was working with Kairaz Dormu and the Infinite Dragonflight in order to send Garrosh back in time to alternate Draenor. Yeah. That... I almost forgot about that. You, for you forgot about that? No, you can't forget about that. That. I haven't, that I, I haven't is... read War Crimes in a while. Uh, well, I'm just saying, this right here, this moment of what he did is why Rathian got punched in the face by Anduin. Uh-huh. Because, totally makes sense now. because as we will break down real quick, like 
if you're following along. So Rathian is basically the, the reason, he's the main reason why we had Warlords of Draenor. Okay? Uh-huh. That little moment, that little thing that he just did, that then caused the chain of events that then gave us alternate Gul'dan that brought us Legion. Yes. Yep. That killed his father. So uh, you can see why Anduin might be a little upset that a uh, whole Rathian got got Papa killed. Well, there you go. Do you think that the infinite dragonflight is how Rathian knew about the Burning Legion coming? Because I mean, he knew about this alternate time way over here that was like, hey, if you do this, all this is going to happen. So Rathian's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Hey, everyone, Burning Legion's coming. I mean, you don't know that I'm going to kind of be the reason for it but hey guess what they're gonna they're gonna come yeah and that is the kind of funny uh roundabout way is in mist he's like hey guys the legion's coming and in a way <laughs> he forgot to really maybe he didn't know it at the time maybe his stupid you know ambition got in the way to make him realize that oh it's my fault that the Legion came back because it is. <laughs> it's it's Rathian's fault that the Legion comes back because if if a Rathian had just stepped out of the way and let the freaking August Celestials pass their judgment on Garrosh and and then maybe freaking whatever he just would have been locked up and you know maybe the freaking Zayla would have just been like defeated right because that's probably what would happen. She would have tried to storm it and uh, she was defeated. Yeah. No Warlords of Draenor. No Legion. Or at least it's not. not it wouldn't be the same Legion. It'd be a different Legion. Right. It wouldn't I be. I kind of wonder. I'm, I'm just saying. You could easily have Legion come back. It just wouldn't be the same. Oh, yeah. Way. For sure. For sure. I kind of wonder if he assumed his plan would work out. So they would be united under one faction. Of his choosing, obviously. And he would be their leader. And because he has info from the Infinite Dragonflight, he basically assumed his plan would work. They'd win the day. He would come out triumphant and basically power over all the peoples. And he would be, you know, all powerful and stuff. I think that is probably what he and Kairos Norman had in mind. Because he talked often. I mean, he's... I could swear I put this in the notes, but maybe it didn't save because I wrote that when I was offline at work. But I wonder <laughs> if... The kids were sleeping. It's fine. So I kind of wonder if... Because he, he called himself the Black Prince, right? Yes. And, you know, he knows who his granddad was and, you know, he's last Dragonflight or Black Dragonflight. And so... You know, he probably felt like he was due the same power and same throne that Nefarian had, right? So maybe he thought this was his way to achieve it. So maybe, sure, he wasn't old god corrupted, but maybe he was power corrupted. Yeah. Maybe. I, 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 don't, yeah, I mean, you could definitely say Rathian's pretty power corrupted. He's <laughs> At least in the, in the early time. Before he comes back and be yeah. up there. Yeah, he's definitely like... <laughs> in the early times. <laughs> in the, the way back wins. Yeah, because um, uh, if Rathion is supposed to be like pretended to be this like 
Oh, I'm so I'm like a mastermind. Oh, 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 oh freaking galaxy brain! I can figure it all out. You should have known not to work with the freaking loose cannon like like garage, because right. I don't know if you remember, but what's the first thing that Garage did after he showed up in alternate Draenor? Mm. Yeah, he killed Kairos Dormu. <laughs> That's right. First That's thing right. he freaking did. He's like, he's like, oh, probably not in the plan. He's like, this is uh this is uh, this is the place, right? He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely wasn't the plan because Kairos's plan was he was going to keep doing this an infinite amount of times. He was going to build an, right. an infinite iron horde by just keep doing it over and over and over through all the different realities. But no, he only got a chance to do it once because Garrosh stabbed him. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so we have don't don't work with senior psychopath Garrosh. It's <laughs> really the seriously. That's that's the that's kind of moral of the story. Don't don't work with that nutbag. Dude's nuttier than <laughs> squirrel <bag>. turds. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, speaking of Warlords of Draenor, just really quick, Baratheon did actually travel to alternate Draenor and took refuge in the garrisons, hiding since he wanted since he was a wanted fugitive of the Alliance. Admiral Taylor decided that Rathion could be a guest as long as he was under full guard and locked down. I'm sure that worked super well, right? Especially considering super, that Admiral well. Taylor turned out to be a ghost in Warlords. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Rathion paid off Taylor's people, escaped, and actually makes a small appearance at Kagar's Tower, and then flies off again. Yep. That's yep. Rathion. And then in Legion, you know, when you know the Burning Legion finally comes, he's not really around a whole lot. You know, even though he was one predicting, oh my god, the Burning Legion! But he does actually make a quick appearance in the Deaths of Chromie scenario, which I have not actually finished. Have you actually finished that? Oh yeah, I got my I got my Time Lord gear and all that. I still need to. I'm a Time it's, Lord. It's on my list of things to do, but it keeps like getting knocked down further and further in the list. Anyways, they confront uh, Chromie and the player confront him on the way to the Obsidian Dragon Shrine, which is the you know Black Dragon Flight Dragon Shrine, and. They were kind of hinting that maybe Rathion might be the one to kill Chromie. Rathion takes offense to that. He's also surprised to see the demonic infestation at the Dragon Shrine. At that point, Rathion suggests that they look at one of the controlling that they look at the one controlling the undead. That's really all that was in that scenario. Not not really a whole big role or anything. Yeah, in the whole scenario, you never actually figure out who is trying to kill Chromie. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you, you, Spoilers, man. You never. I assumed you figured. I assumed you. Fi- I haven't fi- finished no. it yet. So I assumed you. Just, I assumed you figure it out. No, no, you, you, it out? Uh, oh. you still don't know. It's one of the. I mean, you That's prevent, disappointing. You prevent the death of Chromie, but you do not know why or who. I feel like I need to finish this before Dragonfly comes out. Yeah, yeah. probably important because yeah. we might find out who was trying to kill Chromie. Right. <laughs> one loose thread to wrap up. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on all that, or should we move on? Uh, the fact that Baratheon didn't, uh, show up in much of Legion kind of feels like he was like, shit. <laughs> my, my plan, did, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide in shame I now. I think this was like, this is not how I anticipated it to happen. <laughs> my bad. Right. I'm, I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> yeah. He kind of, kind of disappears for a while. So next we move on to BFA. He was not there in the beginning of BFA. But if you were one of the people that enjoyed Islands much like I did, you had a possibility to find an unscarred black scale. You tried taking it to Rathion, thinking that your Rathion would want to hear about it. 
Instead, you only get one of his Black Talon agents who reveal that Rathion is off looking for the Dragon Isles. Foreshadowing. Yeah, that was big, one of the big hints where everyone's like, go right. to Dragon Isles, everybody. Ah, Dragon Isles. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also in BFA where we discover that Rathion is not actually the last of the Black Dragon flight. We meet Abyssian, a.k.a. Ebonhorn, a black dragon in the disguise of a high mountain tauren spirit walker. So he is 10,000 years old and his egg was also freed from the black dragon flight's corruption. He's also hiding away from the old God forces as he works to protect Holm high mountains descendants. Since Holm was the one who had a hand in freeing Abyssian from corruption in the first place. So Rathion was actually able to create a potion to save him from the old god corruption. I don't remember if, I, if this is part of the clip or not. Um, but he he knew that as soon as Abyssian, you know, Ebonhorn started actually leaving his place with the High Mountain Tauren and actually like going into the world more, he knew the old gods would like pick up on it and try to corrupt him. And he actually like, it kind of started happening. And this potion got to him right in time. He was saved. They bonded. They were brothers now. It's great. So Rathion eventually went around to different places in Azeroth in his attempt to counter that old god corruption. His main goal being the Forge of Origination. We defeat Ashara. The Zoth is freed. Rathion shows up in Stormwind to warn Anduin, which is when the punch happens. Oh yeah, this one. You mean to tell me none of your spies have returned? Nizoth is out there, and we need answers now! We are doing all we can. Speaker Magni is coming, along with a new advisor. He claims to have information for us. By the light. New advisor. Rathian. Anduin. It's been so long! I suppose I deserved that. Oh, you deserve more than that. My father is dead because of you! And my father is dead because of the old gods. Lad, he's come to help us. Nefarian the Earthwater was once the protector of Azeroth. But Nazoth turned a noble mind to madness, and now my father is only remembered as death. And as I haven't the least desire to share that fate, I've been studying how to avoid it. Just tell me how to prepare for this attack. Our armies will be useless. Nazoth will strike here. He'll manipulate emotions, get people to act in ways contrary to their nature. You won't be able to trust your senses, your memories, your friends. After all, what is real if our perceptions cannot be trusted? Anduin! Don't you see, old friend? It's already begun. Very well, advisor. Tell us how to stop him. Advisor. 
Very well, D-bag. <laughs> right. So I actually had a really interesting thought during this while I was doing this show prep work and listening to that, you know, watching that cinematic. Rathion speaks of how the old gods manipulate, plan emotions and whatnot. Isn't that kind of what Rathion did to us players in Mr. Pandaria? Maybe. I mean, possibly. He can't, he can't. He kind of did. He was kind of like... He kind of played on some emotions and... Playing them. Kind of manipulated a little bit. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm totally on your side. Don't worry, I'm really on your side. You know, let's... Don't listen to what I said to those guys. No, you can trust me. No, 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 guys, don't worry. You can trust me. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little something I noticed. I don't know, maybe... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he's totally old god corrupted, but I don't know, maybe he just... Learned a few tricks along the way of what, how the old gods work, and so he was using some of those tricks, or... Yeah. I don't know. Just a little, yeah. little, little thing I noticed. Yeah, I go with that. He's like, he's like, oh, you want to mess with some heads? I'll mess with some heads. Ha! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's just start you know, wrapping this up. Rathion helps us make our cloak that will help protect our minds from the old gods. We go back to Blackwing Descent, which was, I thought it was really fun, actually. Uh, we find out that Nzoth's peeps have taken over and have hoped to use Rathion's essence to resurrect Nefarian and Anixia. Again? <laughs> right? <laughs> it appears Nzoth is one step ahead of us. Grief will have to wait. For now, we press on. Nzoth's forces have seized Nefarian's lair. Make haste, champion. There can be only one reason they are here. The suffering they inflict upon these dragons. Ah, the infamous Black Prince. Such an honor to finally meet you. Behold the work of your fallen kin. Fear not, his efforts will not go to waste. These cultists intend to revive Nefarian's experiments. We must stop them. Eliminate the ones conducting the research. I will bring down the barrier. I nearly have it. Just another... Behind you! Ah. There! I can't carry you. Can't carry anymore! <laughs> At last, the Black Prince graces us with his presence. The Black Dragon Flight was unworthy of the Master's gifts, but you can still be of use to him. Begin the ritual. The Master has summoned me to Nyalotha. Our lesser creations can slay the Prince's companion. was child play to lure you here. This tiresome obsession with your Dragonflight's legacy will be your undoing. Using your essence, we will raise Hyperion and Onyxia to serve Nizar. Master's name. Their wings will darken the skies once more. I will see you burn for this. 
Enough! You cannot break me like you broke my father! The Black Dragonflight will purge your master from Azeroth! Your kind will bow before Nizar! With me, champion. Let us bring this to an end. I underestimated the sway the old gods still hold over the Black Dragonflight. There was little I could do to resist their power. I will not allow my Dragonflight to be corrupted again. Nefarians and Onyxia's remains must be destroyed. Oh, snap. So I thought it was worth, again, kind of, a, kind of a long clip, but in case you didn't play through it back in the day or it's been a while, or you played through it once, weren't really paying attention. I just feel like that's a good thing to kind of experience before going through Dragonflight. So there's that, so you don't have to experience it. It's all kind of clipped together nicely. And in that little scenario, we finally get to see grown-up Rathion. Not Lady Baby Little Whelp, the actual dragon. Dragon yeah. Rathion. Yeah. That was kind of a cool moment. Well, I call him like Drake Rathion. He's not full-on like... You know, he's not, he's not like full-on dragon. Maybe not full-on, but it wasn't... It was more than just a Drake, I would think. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I felt like it was more than a Drake. Well, I'll put it this way. He looks like... Teenage it, dragon. At least the size <clears throat> of your mounts. You know, the drake, the dragon mounts, right? Emerald drake, whatever. That's about the size he appeared to be. He was not like... You know, I thought he was bigger than that. Maybe a little bit bigger. That could be my, my memory, though. Yeah, but. maybe a little bit bigger. But yeah, I don't know. I'm mostly picturing the uh, the, the one that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, in the cutscene, um, right when he's uh, when, when he's all flippy flap, when he does the goodbye with the dagger, and he'll like, and he starts flying. Yeah, that's that's how I'm picturing him because he's he's a, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a slight little thing. He's like dodging them tentacles. Yeah, yep. Your descriptions are great. So <laughs> speaking of all these things, <laughs> when we do get to Nyalotha, we face Rathion, the Black Emperor. As our first boss, except we kill it and then discover it's a faceless one in disguise. It's not actually Rathion. Rathion was a Nyalotha, though, because Ashara had given Rathion Zalatath, my weapon of all things, jerk face. And then he used it to stab the carapace of Nazoth, even though Ashara told him to stab the heart. He did not stab the heart, he stabbed the carapace. So then Rathion then brings some of the Twilight Dragons back. There's a mind of old God Whisper stuff and... And then vows to move on and continue to protect Azeroth. Yeah. Now, that, that, that leads to a fantastic, interesting question. What would happen if old Rathian had stabbed, you know, freaking Nazoth in the heart? Not in the Kiwi piss with, uh, with old Zalatath. Hmm. What would have happened there? Hmm, I'm just very curious. But he would have chopped it up and... Toasted it and eaten it. Like he seems know. to have a thing for that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like Zaldas <laughs> seemed to be like doing something when he went pokey poke, and it was all like <laughs> like something was happening. Like, but then it like <laughs> since it, like he didn't like poke it in the heart, it like went pow. 
and it like it popped. It like he went like ah shit. <laughs> he like went flying off in the background. That's. I wonder if he wouldn't have flew off and maybe, maybe freaking old old Nizoth would have been like no. Now I'm Zelatath. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know. We don't freaking, just like that. We don't know what would have happened because it didn't happen. That's right. We don't all. We, all we know is that he stabbed the carapace, which allowed him to like go in with us and like clear and cleanse us of corruption during the fight and that kind of thing. But it is an interesting question just to you know, wonder like what would have happened if it was a heart instead of the carapace. Do you remember That's what happened question. to the old Zalitath dagger at the end of that fight? No, I don't. I don't know. I got no clue. Remember what it did? Hmm. I feel like I'm up to I look feel this like Rathion got it back question mark that may not be right no probably it's probably where it is yeah. i don't know the main thing i, I remember, remember out of that fight was when uh ashara was like i'm gonna go seek the true throne of power right after you killed the soccer mom boss <laughs> and, and like all the lore nerds were like through true through, through, through throne of power what <laughs> What's that mean, Ashara? And then she laughed and she didn't tell us. And we're like, dang it. That'd be so cool. Loose thread. Right. Leaving jerk. <laughs> so. <laughs> Basically. Her and the jailer. Well, there's a bigger threat coming. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add to that before we move on to our last expansion to touch on? Our last expansion? Uh, Rathion is much cooler in BFA than previous expansions. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I did like the whole like mysterious intrigue part of him back in Miss, but I have to agree he is cooler in BFA. And it's not just his cooler looking Jason Momoa body, right? It's uh right. It's I think it really comes down to like hey, there actually is a really serious threat that he may have a little bit of information on and he showed up and was like Hey, everybody, remember me? Oh, I got hit in the face. Kind of deserve that, right? Maybe like a little right. Captain Jack. I I may deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, he, and, and I liked the, um, and and I will admit, I I kind of actually did enjoy the, the visions. They they got a little old I liked at the, the vi- end. I like the visions. But uh, I did, I'm. Yeah, I got the achievement for, like, the five masks solo. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, so uh, if I manage to get all the way to being doing the five mask solos, yep. Matter of fact, I, I would go so far as to say I enjoyed the visions probably more than I enjoyed Torghast in the end. Because... <laughs> Oh, okay. Because uh, Torghast is much more just like a chill, just get in there and do it. But the visions were like... Oh, I gotta freaking do this perfect. Oh, yeah, you had to do everything. Oh, right, yeah, yeah was, that's true. It was that's much true. more of a puzzle that you were building up to each and every run, yeah. trying to do better. So that's why that's why I kind of liked it. It was more of a a real roguelike where each run you got yeah. better and better. The only thing that was annoying about it was getting those damn vials. <laughs> that's the part I yeah. hated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the whole yeah the whole. Freaking visions and stuff like that. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think the uh, the stormwind vision was was my favorite. I like the stormwind vision the most, but that's because uh, the little 
Turalian and Erator. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, little little bit in the before you go fight Alaria was pretty cool. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, that was a. It's like, huh, I wonder if this is maybe a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm. It felt that way. I remember thinking that too. Yeah, it, it it definitely feels like there might still be some of that there, especially with all. Uh, where is it? I think I still get it. It's all queued it, up right do here. Do it. Do it. All right, this one. The Golden One claims a vacant throne. The crown of light will bring only darkness. Still feels like it might be a thing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. We might be finding out sooner rather than later, because 925's coming out next week. Oh, yeah. Today you're listening to this, everybody. It's It's out. Hope you enjoy. You can play with your horde friends. Or alliance friends if you're horde, but that's just silly. Why would you be horde? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manny went back to horde. That's fine. He's allowed. Um, he can he can raid with us now if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, it's great. Because that's yeah. how it works. That's how it's yeah. going to work now. Yep. It's weird. Whole <laughs> well, new world now. Should- it is, it is. Should we go ahead and briefly talk about our next expansion? Absolutely. We should briefly talk about the next expansion because we don't know a whole lot yet. We don't. It's true. And if you don't want to hear a single thing about Dragonflight, feel free to turn this off or, you know, fast forward, you know, five minutes, something like that. We don't we don't know a whole lot, but it's safe to say he's definitely going to play a role and possibly a big role in it. So there was an interview with Blizz Planet with uh, Jackie Wiley and Tina Wang. And I forget exactly what they're asking Jackie. But basically, Jackie says, I think out of all the dragon flights, the Blacks probably had the most problems seeing as, you know, the whole Deathwing thing and all. When it comes to the dragon flights, like what makes a dragon flight, right? That's an important question to ask. Like, is a dragon flight two people? I don't know about that. Osvarathian is like, what? age seven. So Rathion coming back to this homeland that he's never been to, he's got a long road ahead of him and what the fu- of what the future of his flight can be, which is why I think it's very helpful for him to have Alex Straza nearby who help guide him because the two of them have had their disagreements in the past, but at the end of the day, she has much more experience than he does and looking towards the future of his flight is going to be super important to his story and to the story of the Waking Shores and Dragonflight. Oh, well, that's that's interesting because the Waking Shores is the very first freaking uh, zone we get to. So we're going to be seeing him on right. day one. Right. So there's, I mean, there's some people. Okay. Well, before before I get into that, like, what what are we thinking about Rathion's future story in Dragonflight? What are you? What do you think is going to happen with him? Oh boy. Um. Knowing Rathian and just kind of how he has been used as a character and presented, most likely what's going to happen is he will be, you know, like, uh, how do I want to put it? Like, he'll be the one that's like, oh, well, we got this, this and this. We have these problems. We got to come up with a plan. And this is how we're going to solve this this problem. Right. And so my guess is he's going to be the ones that is like, even possibly bringing up the concept or idea of, you know, 
basically saying, hey, you guys, you remember the whole, like, you killed my dad thing? Nope. Mm-mm. No, um, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. Um, and afterwards, there was a cutscene where you said the Age of Dragons were done because you expended your powers as the aspects. Think you could kind of get those back? You could, I think you could get those back. You just, you just, you just put the moons together and you go like, you know, right? That's what you did. I mean, that's what Caligos. Look at Caligos's new model. He looks amazing. Like, right. Well, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go supercharge him. So. Yeah, I think he I think he is probably going to be the one to be like looking in some old tomes and, you know, he'll probably play a very similar role as like Cadgar or something like that, where he's like, he's got the plan and Rathian's going to be like, go get me like 10,000 of these shards. And then Rathian's going to laugh and he's going to say, I only needed one, <laughs> you know, uh, crap like that. So he is probably going to play, in my my opinion, probably the one to basically like like, hey, this is uh, this is the dragon's stuff. We got we got to do some stuff. Uh, we got to bring the aspects back, um, because, and and here's the reason why I even say this: if Rathian is going to come up with a plan, usually it means he's getting something out of it himself. So if he's like, we gotta maybe bring back the aspects, most likely what he is thinking is, I'm gonna be the Earth Warder. <laughs> Right. So that's kind of where my mind goes is it's like, yeah, yeah, we got to defeat all this, this stuff. We got to defend Azeroth. There's there's big, bad stuff going. Hey, remember the jailer said big, spooky stuff coming. Hey, we need the dragon aspects. We got to have the dragon aspects back. It's great. Uh, yeah, I'm totally going to be the Earth Warder. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how granddad would have wanted it. Mm hmm. Uh, he, uh, he he totally wanted one of me. Old Rathion. Old non-corrupty. Uh-huh. Me. Uh, and, uh, hey, uh, Alexstrasza, like, great aunt kind of thing. Great, great aunt. You you want to, like, maybe also help us, like, restart some, like, dragon flights? Like, get some get some uncorrupted black dragons up in here. Right? Because we've got these Drakthir now, and they're using, like, earthy magic. Right? They're, they're, they're black dragon adjacent. Meh. Meh. See? Deathwing's not all bad. He made the Drakthir. Right? And they're good guys, right? <laughs> so, that's, I think that's where I think that's what Rathir is going to be. Do you agree with any of those ramblings and or thoughts? Yes or no? I do. I'm trying to, for life of me, I can't remember. Um, so there's some theories out there that he wants to become the, you know, official black dragonflight aspect Black dragon, you know, as, you, as you were mentioning, right? Um, so we're going to be helping him with that, or helping him convince others of that. There's some theories that he's going to lead either the Drakthir or the Dejardin, whatever the DJs thingies, peoples, the DJs. <laughs> That's a weird mental image. Um, so. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because he is so much younger than most of these dragons are going to be on the aisle. And there is the whole beef between him and the red dragon flight. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how all of it plays out, really. It's true. And Libby is it's true. true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I still think he's going to be like, we got to do it, guys. 
we gotta re we gotta restart the the engines and be aspects again. And I, I'll I'll be an aspect. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I could do that. Oh, oh I didn't think you'd ask. It's, oh, oh little old me. Mm. <laughs> Sound like some weird mix between Mickey Mouse and. <laughs> Deathwing and something else. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyways, I think this is long overdue and done. So we should we should be done now. Should we be done now? All right. Yeah, we we should. That's for, unless you have something else you want to add. That's pretty much Rathion in a nutshell. In an eggy. In an eggy nutshell. Eggy, in an eggy, eggy shell. In an eggy shell. In an egginess. <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, anyway. Uh, this is the part of the show where it's my job to now say, hey, hey, all the patrons. Thank you. Thank you so much for being who you are. Appreciate you. I really do. So, if you want this kind of thanks coming your way, <laughs> if you want to feel that, that love and affection that I have for all of our patrons, well, if you're, if you're like, man... Man, I'd like I'd like that coming my way. How do I get some of that my way? Well, all you got to do is go to patreon.com and sign up at patreon.com slash live laugh lore. And you get some of that thank you, thank you, thank you, goodness coming your way as well. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like right there. I'm like, hey, patrons, thank you so much. And that's right. And if you want to go above and beyond, you can go way above and beyond like these next ten names do right here. These are the top cream of the crop the thank yous above all other thank yous yes this is coming coming right for you there john m mm-hmm sarith sarith hey i saw that little uh, karaoke singing video it's pretty funny wanted dead or alive huh yep good job all right <laughs> ick yes yep mm-hmm there's no ick up in here ick yes. no 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 this is nothing but love <laughs> all right nadune Let's see if I can make a joke out of Nate Dune. I don't know if I can, but hey, you're freaking awesome anyways. Kamari. Nate hey. Dune awesome. Nate <laughs> Dune awesome. Boom. There it is. Allie pulled it out. <laughs> Kamari. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, you get that love too. Mm-hmm. Pasta Matt. Hey, you know I love some pasta. You absolutely do. You, everybody knows I love pasta. It's so good. I just, I just ate pasta tonight. Oh, so good. Look at that. Look at that. We all love pasta up in here. And mud. You know what? Love a little mud pie. A little mud pie, you know. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's hey, true. It's true. Hey, doing there, buddy. Mm. This, is, this is some love. <laughs> this is some thank you right here. This is some serious thank you. <laughs> this is something all right. <laughs> Chris. Chris Malore. Hey. How you doing? If any of you patrons drop out of this because you're like, I'm uncomfortable. I get that. <laughs> I get it. But we're going to keep this love train going. Dungeon Master Burke. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? No, no, hey, I know you've been having going a little, a little rough go of it. Hey, hope you're feeling better pretty soon. Hope everything's uh, picking up pretty soon. So stick with it, man. Hey, uh, we're here for you. And thank you. And then finally, hey, hey there, Jacoris. Yep. I see your crazy rants on Twitter. Some of them are kind of crazy. Yep. But some of them are not so crazy. And I agree with them. And those are those are interesting. So there you go. <laughs> those are the ones. Hey, all of you. And all you other patrons, too. Not just these ten, but the others. You know, you get the thanks as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop now because this is getting awkward. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. All right. Should we do our pause story? Absolutely. So we can get out of here. Little, yeah, we need a little uh, <clears throat> palate cleanser after that. Stories. <laughs> There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. So on Twitter, I had requested some positive stories from our listeners. We got a few little ones and they will be listed off on a future episode. So thank you all for who do you know, share things. But on that note, if you have a positive story for us to f- use, feel free to share it with us at live underscore laugh underscore lore on Twitter. However, there was actually one story that very briefly was trending this week and it kind of trumped those because it was it's right up our alley. So a 17 year old in Britain was playing with his 20 year old friend in Texas when he had a seizure and the friend from Texas was very quick to help and basically help save his life. And we're going to listen to that now really quick. Online gamer Aiden Jackson is no stranger to playing opponents from across the globe, but rarely does he expect one to save his life in the real world. That is exactly what happened when a friend he was playing 5,000 miles away in Texas recognized something was wrong. Good evening, please. Hi, um, I'm calling from the U.S. I'm currently in a call with my friend. He had a seizure and he's not responding anymore. I do have his address and he lives in Wednesday, Cheshire. Sorry, I'm shaking. While the police and ambulance were dispatched, Aidan's parents were downstairs, unaware of the drama unfolding. Well, first we knew there was um, two police cars arrived out the front, flashing lights. Um, just had a look thinking that they were going elsewhere and then they started to run up our path. They said uh, they've had a call, unresponsive mail at the address. Um, we said, oh, we've not called anyone. They said, no, the call's come from America, um, possible seizure. So then that made me think Aiden. So I just run up the stairs and found Aiden. He was really disorientated and not really with it at all. Aiden's saviour was 20-year-old Dia Lathora who could hear that he was in trouble. I'd just gotten up from a computer to go and sit down in bed. I felt a little funny. Uh, so I turned my mic around so she could still hear me. And then next thing I knew, I was waking up with police and my parents in my room and saying that I just had a seizure. I had no idea what was going on. I really liked this story. Not just because, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing that happened <laughs> and some good was done. But... Us gamers still to this day get told often that our online friends aren't real friends. We all know that's very wrong. We know what our online friends mean to us. Oftentimes, they're our chosen family. And this video is a great example of just one way that these online friends can potentially save each other's lives. Yeah, this is a freaking great story. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. And also, it's pretty impressive that you can notice the signs of a seizure. I'm assuming they probably talked about, oh, yeah, I have epilepsy. Sometimes that happens. Well, yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm guessing he's prone to it. And, you know, maybe she knew and, yeah, you know, if they're friends and stuff. And yeah. at first yeah, I was like, but, how would you? And then I was like, oh, yeah, no, never mind. They're friends. Of course they would know. <laughs> yeah. It's a little silly that she'd have his address, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're actually good friends. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's, it's pretty awesome. Fantastic. I like it. Anyway. Online friends are real friends. That's right, people. They're real. Yeah. They're real. They're real friends. Yep. Just like me and my patrons. 
We're real friends. <laughs> real close. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughfloorcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughfloor, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Well, I got one funny story for you before we go. So, you know, the company It's It's, they, uh, they 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 create these ice cream sandwiches called Big Daddies. <laughs> they call Big Daddies. Oh my! Because my brother's in law staying here, he he's like he's like, oh, me and Jared can eat Big Daddies all day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I can hear his voice saying that. That's a that's a whole thing right there. It is. <laughs> <laughs>